Luke chapter number 2, verse 14. We'll read those passages again. The Bible says, And this shall be a sign unto you, ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward man. The impact of the one who went from the cradle to the cross is still impacting this world. What an amazing thing to think about all that Christ not only has done, but what he has continued to do uh, since his coming. And the Lord Jesus Christ, what a beginning, what an existence that he had while he was here and he, him still working in this world. We are not deist. Uh, we believe that the, the God of heaven not only created this world, but that he is still engaging with his creation. The deists believe that God made the world sit back and just watch and see what uh, happens down here on this earth. I'm so thankful that I have a God who uh, is is willing to interact in my life. I'm so thankful that he is a God who answers prayer and still is working in the affairs of men. Uh, The most high ruleth in the kingdoms of men and giveth it to whomsoever he will. He is still working today and we serve a living savior. Uh, This last week I was talking to somebody and their pastor had preached a message Uh, about what their life would be like if Jesus never came. And I thought about that premise. This world would be so different. The absence of truth. The absence of light. The absence of love. Jesus was all of that and still is. And this world has been impacted in a miraculous way. And you think about, though we live in a wicked world, we have believers who are light down here. Salt and light. And with that, it is impacting the world. The Lord's life has has impacted that. But... Here in this passage of Scripture, I want you to look with me again at verse number 14, and that's where we will get the uh, title of the message and the, uh, the truth here that we're going to look at this morning. Glory to God in the highest and on earth and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. This morning, I want to speak to you on the subject, here and now. Here and now. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for being so good to us. And uh, that is what has drawn people here this morning, your love, your goodness. Uh, Lord, the glory 
belongs to you. And we, we come, we sing the songs of God, we, we give, we live in such a way to uh, recognize your supremacy in our life. And uh, we, we thank you for what you have done and what you are doing. But I pray that each of us this morning uh, would just sense uh, what you want to do uh, in our daily lives. And so may you be uh, glorified and may your people be helped for Christ's sake. Amen. The earthly existence of Jesus Christ has impacted this world, of course, in many ways. Uh, more than the average baby uh, that has been born into this world, and every one of them uh, are special. Uh, our family has two new babies uh, in the last six weeks. We've got uh, two new grandbabies, uh, and uh, each of them have impacted uh, the lives. And we say that the men are the head of the house. Uh, no, the, the babies are the ones that rule the home. Uh, and it is whatever they need at that moment uh, is what is going to be done. And uh, all you have to do is look into the eyes, the bloodshot eyes of, uh, of a brand new mom and a brand new dad uh, to see that, that the baby is the one that is ruling everything uh, in their life at that moment. Uh, and, uh, and with that, uh, they, they are excited, but they're also exhausted. I'm sure that Mary and Joseph experienced all of those normal aspects of, of the, the new life being born, uh, the Lord Jesus Christ, and uh, they experienced uh, that new bundle of joy. Uh, but this Christ child was not the same as every other child. Christ's child, he was different. He who knew no sin became sin for us. We had, we had God become man for us. He took on a robe of flesh. Why? So he could interact with his creation. So he could come and be the one to to pay redemption's price for this world. What an amazing Savior that we have. We find that uh, the prophets foretold Jesus' coming. And, and with that, over 300 prophecies of the Lord's coming. Think about that, 300. And I think that these prophecies were fulfilled. There was, there was a, uh, a math, uh, the director of math, and I want to make sure I, I quote him right. His name was Peter Stoner. He was the chairman of the Department of Math and Astronomy at Pasadena College. And, uh, and he was going to figure out the probabilities of someone to be able to, to fulfill just eight prophecies. For one person to be able to fulfill eight prophecies, he went through and he did this study and he came back and, and he said, uh, just to put it into perspective, if you had uh, one person, uh, you were going to have a ticket and you put, uh, and you, you marked one of the tickets and you put 10 of them into a hat and you had a blind person come and reach into that hat and pull one item out the probability for them getting the right uh, ticket would be one in 10. He said, but for the probability for one person to fulfill just eight prophecies, 
was 10 to the 17th power. And with that, he went on to explain how big 10 to the 17th power was. He, he said if you took a silver dollar and you laid a silver do dollar down uh, and you put one mark on it and you covered, you could cover the entire state of Texas with a dollar bill or with a, with a uh, silver dollar. And that silver do those silver dollars, you would have to go two feet tall over the entire state of Texas. And then that same blind person to come and find one Mark coin. That is, that's how the probability for just fulfilling eight prophecies uh, and to think that our Savior has fulfilled them all. Uh, it is amazing. It is mathematically impossible for that to be the case. Uh, and, and our Savior, he, is, he has come, and the prophets foretold of his coming, uh, and, and his coming, the events of his coming, and all that it took to bring about his coming. We saw the prophets. Uh, we saw uh, in the scriptures how Gabriel has come, and he, he comes and tells, tells Mary, that she is going to be with child. The miraculous encounter that she had. And then that the Holy Ghost was going to overshadow her and that a virgin was going to conceive. And that is not a story. That is the truth. And that a virgin would conceive the conception of the Holy Ghost and the virgin birth, the angels that appeared, all of these things that are just uh, telling us of what Christ, uh, who he was and what he was going to do, the angels, and then the shepherds, and, and then Anna and Simeon uh, in the temple, the wise men coming and their troops from afar, and uh, the plot uh, that was on his life by the king to have the Christ child uh, killed, uh, the plan, the, the uh, protection, the provision uh, by the very hand of God to protect this little baby and the Christ child. Luke 2.14, and glory to God in the highest. Glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. You see, Christ's coming it, it, was, it meant more than just his coming and being laid in that manger. You see, on earth, there, there has been uh, impact in the lives of people on earth. I, I just go back to some of the stories uh, in, in the uh, New Testament. Uh, Luke chapter number 8. Uh, we won't go there for time's sake this morning. Uh, but Mary Magdalene uh, here, a woman who was, who was demon possessed, possessed with seven devils. And the Lord uh, impacted her life, freed her from the bondage uh, that was there. Uh, why? Because Christ came on earth. There, was, there, were, uh, there were blessings that came to the people that were here on earth because he came. Here and now, uh, there are blessings on earth uh, because of his coming. I think about the maniac of Gadara in, in Mark chapter 5, uh, a man who was possessed with a legion of devils. Jesus said, what is your name? He said, 
My name is Legion, for we are many. What was that? There was, there was a man who had an encounter with God. I'll read the verses to you. Mark 5, 2, he said, And when he was come out of the ship, immediately there met him a man in the tombs, a man with an unclean spirit who had his dwelling among the tombs, and no man could bind him, no, not with chains, because that he had been often bound with fetters and chains, and chains had been plucked asunder by him, and the fetters broken in pieces, neither could any man tame him. And always, night and day, he was in the mountains and in the tombs, crying and cutting himself with stones. Let me tell you something, the devil will never leave you in a good place. He will never make you and help you to be better off than where you are. He will always rob and steal and bind. Verse number six, but when he saw Jesus afar off, he ran and worshiped him and cried with a loud voice and said, what have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou son of God most high? I adjure thee by God that thou torment me not. For he said unto him, come out of the man, thou unclean spirit. And he asked him, what is thy name? He answered, saying, my name is Legion, for we are many. Uh, What was he? He was a broken man, uh, a broken life. He was a man who met Jesus. Uh, He was a man who was freed from the bondage of sin and of Satan. Uh, And he was a man who was given a fresh start. He was a man who had a new lease on life. Why? On earth. On earth. You know, the blessings of Christ's coming and the going from the cradle to the cross, it was not just that we have eternal salvation. There is salvation here and now. There are blessings here and now. If you are a child of God, uh, there are blessings that Christ has for you now. Don't miss them. Don't miss them. Don't miss seeing uh, what the Lord is doing in your life. Uh, don't get to the point where you just think, well, my, my sins have been forgiven. I'm saved. Uh, I already did that years ago. No, the Lord wants to do something in your life now. He, he came, yes, but on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Because of his coming, there, there are uh, differences uh, that have been made. Uh, we see that with this maniac of Gadara. Verse 18, he said, and when he was come into the ship, he that had been possessed with the de- devil prayed him that he might be with him. Howbeit Je- Jesus suffered him not, but saith unto him, go home to thy friends and tell them how great things the Lord hath done for thee and hath had compassion on thee. You know, he's still working. He's still working. His coming on earth. Earth is changed because of Christ's coming. And it is happening life after life, person after person. Uh, on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. We read about the man at the well in John 5 uh, who was healed. We, we read about uh, uh, Mary and Martha and Lazarus. And we read about the resurrection and how the Lord uh, raised Lazarus up uh, from the grave. Uh, what was it? Here and now, on earth. The Lord's presence made a difference. His coming made a difference in many people's individual lives. But it did not stop when the canon was complete. 
It did not stop when the revelation was closed. He's still making a difference today. He still is working in lives. And uh, this morning, I've got 43 things that I want to tell you that Jesus... Just kidding. Uh, So I am going to just share quickly four things that uh, we should just see and sense about what the Lord is doing uh, beyond salvation. Uh, And if you're here this morning and you don't know Christ as your personal Savior, that's where it all begins. That's why He came. But for those of us who are saved, we should love Him so much because of what He's still doing. Not just what He's going to do, when we take our last breath. But what he is doing today. What he wants to do in our life. We are not just part of the corporate world where God said, for God so loved the world. God knows you. God loves you. And here and now, and on earth, he wants to make a difference in your life. Here on earth, we see, number one, lives are being salvaged from the devastation of sin. How many of us can testify to that this morning? Lives are salvaged from uh, the devastation of sin. And, And that is something that it has impacted your life. And it has then impacted the lives of those in your family. Uh, the lives are being salvaged. Satan grasp has been broken and victory has been given. And that is still happening on earth today. And on earth, the Lord is still working. Uh, Drug and alcohol, chains of addiction have been broken. Uh, Why? Because God frees us. He frees us. He breaks that chain. Uh, He breaks that bondage. Because Jesus came, uh, lives are being salvaged. There are people that are here this morning uh, that sit in our services here this morning that have experienced that, that salvation and being salvaged from that bonds of sin. The brokenness. It's there. And there are people that struggle. And let me tell you, there is hope. Why? Because he's still working. He's still working. It's not that just he's up in heaven. He's still working down here. There is freedom that is available. There is uh, salvation that is available, not just for the salvation of a soul, but the salvation of a life. Uh, there, there, there is freedom there. Lives are being salvaged uh, because uh, he has come. A uh, home, secondly, are experiencing love joy, and peace. Why? Because of Jesus. Because of Jesus. It's because of Jesus that that love is there. It is because of Jesus that the anger has been removed. It is because of Jesus that that bitterness has been taken away. It is because of Jesus that, 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 that love can be there, that there can be joy in somebody's heart. Let me tell you, when there is joy in your heart, there's a difference in your countenance. There's a difference in the interaction with those that you love. And because of Jesus coming and on earth, here and now, 
There are still changes being made. Uh, there are homes that are experiencing that love and joy and peace. And where there was brokenness and where there was anger and where there was fighting, uh, there is now peace. Why? Because of Jesus. You say, preacher, I don't have that. And on earth, he wants you to have that. He wants you to have that. It is available. And, and as a child of God, there is so much that is available to each and every one of us. Uh, and he wants to be uh, a part of our daily lives. Jesus is the answer. We used to sing it when I was a teenager. Jesus is the answer for the world today. Above him, there's none other. Jesus is the way. And, and he is the answer. This little baby that came uh, and went from that cradle and lived that per perfect life and died that vicarious death and three days later rose again victorious. All of that was for more than just the salvation of our soul. It's for the salvation of our life. Our life. Homes are experiencing joy and love and peace. Children are loved and cared for because Jesus came. Do you know how many children have missed being aborted because mama got saved? Do you know how many children have not been killed because of the anger and the abuse of broken people? And the difference is Jesus. Jesus. You say, Pastor, I can't imagine ever being a part of that. You don't know what you would be without Jesus. We have so many wonderful young families, and it's just a joy uh, to pastor them and to see them uh, raise their family for the Lord. And uh, they walk in the doors, and they come hug my leg, and uh, just uh, uh, there is such a sweet spirit there. What a, what a blessing that that is there. But let me tell you something. Those young families that are doing such a phenomenal job, without Jesus, there would be so much brokenness. Jesus, here and now, he's making a difference. Don't, don't forget what he is doing in your life. What Jesus has done in the lives of the parents and done in the lives of family members and uh, he has, he has sa what he has saved them from. Uh, what a blessing. Uh, why? Because he has come. And because he has come and on earth. Peace, goodwill toward men. You know, lives have been transformed. Lives have been molded. So many of our young people have been able to avoid so much brokenness. Why? Because mom and daddy got saved. Because of that influence of Jesus in their life. We celebrate today the, the coming of the Savior. But his coming has impacted so much. And let's not miss it. Lastly, lives are being lived with purpose and fulfillment because Jesus came. 
Amen. I remember as a teenager before I got saved, laying on my bed and listening to my music and looking at the ceiling and thinking, if my life is just someone else's dream, I wish they would wake up. There was a void in my life. There was an emptiness that was there. You know, the last time I had that thought, April 23rd, 1983. The day I got saved, that went away. You know why? Because my life had purpose. And I'm not saying that when I got saved, everything was right. There was a whole process and still is a process of growth. But there was a void that was filled because of Christ. If there's a void of emptiness in your life, nobody can fill that but Christ. Nobody. And on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. Are you saved this morning? I'm looking across the auditorium and many of you I know, some I do not, but many of you I know a testimony of salvation. You say, Pastor, I'm saved, but I have, still have some void. Let me tell you, Jesus wants to fill that void. There's a relationship and that relationship will take away that emptiness. But if you're not saved, there's a void that's there that you can try to fill with anything that this world offers and it'll still be empty. I think about just all of the people that have had so much. The Robin Williams of the world that made everybody else laugh, had the fame, had the fortune, but was empty on the inside and took his own life. And it happens over and over and over again. There's no, nothing that we can put into our life to fill a void that only Christ can fill. During this Christmas season, if you're not saved, you've never come to a place where you've asked Christ to be your Savior. Let me encourage you. Ask Him to be your Savior today. Father, I do pray that you'd bless now. Lord, as we come to the close of this service, we thank you that you were willing to leave heaven and come to this earth. We thank you that you touched the lives of multitudes while you were down here. But Lord, we thank you that you are still touching lives through these centuries. And over thousands of years, you're still working today. And I pray that you would work in each and every one of our lives and our hearts. Bless now, please. Heads bowed, eyes closed. You're here.